Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. I am your humble host, Cody Beekman, and welcome to episode number 40. Yes, I said 40. With me, as always, is Daniel Beatty. Hey, guys. How's it going? Bryce McMillan. How's it going, everybody? And I got Ross Mormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? Today, we've got an incredible show lined up for you. We've got the ambassador of hashtag lift the mask trainer out of California. Callie, Callie, say what's going on. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for being on the show. We are so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm psyched. Oh, heck yeah. So we're going to get into it with a little bit of hockey day in history. Um, you know what? I'm going to pull a name out of that hat real quick. Oh, it's going to be Bryce McMillan. Bryce. <laughs> Start us off with hockey history. Hey, thank you very much. Um, so look, I'm gonna connect this to me a little bit. I'm a rookie on this podcast, and my name is Bryce. So I'm gonna say this: rookie Bryce Salvador on this date in history, December 10, 2000, scored his first career NHL goal as the St. Louis Blues tied a team record with their seventh consecutive victory with the win over the six to one Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, I wow. like that oh. one. Oh, absolutely. I connected to me somehow. I mean, look look at it. And it was also a really good day in history. December 10th, 2000. Um, a 6-1 win over Chicago. I'll take that any time because I don't like Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. I just got to clarify something. Your name's Bryce? Um, yeah, with, no. the, with the Y. But with the Y, by the way. Oh, oh Not, well, not, not like Bert Ice. ICE would be kind of cool. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's, oh, it's right, shrimp yeah. fried Bryce. Shrimp fried Bryce, yeah. Or oh, fresh. Yeah. I like fresh and bonied Bryce. There you go. <laughs> All right, Daniel, what do you got for hockey day? My favorite player, I have been avoid throwing him on the history because it's too easy. But I, I just like this one. I think it's it's going to be fun. So it's about Wayne Gretzky. And it was on December 10, 1986, which tied to me as my birth year. There, I dated myself. And uh, yeah. we've got Wayne Gretzky scoring three goals in a 7-4 Edmonton Oilers victory over the Winnipeg Jets. And this is Wayne Gretzky's 40th career hat trick. And oh, I'm kind of curious, guess how old he is at this point? 35. 25. Jeez. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. He, he said more at 25 than I'd ever accomplished at 25 yeah. in my So <laughs> this same day, three years later, he tallied his 1,900th point in only his 803rd game. So it's just crazy. All the stats on him are just nuts. I mean, that's why they... Call him the great one, honestly. Uh, Ross, what, what do you got there, bud? Well, I got something coming from December 11th, 2003. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning's Dave Anderchuk scored a goal and also became the NHL's all-time leader in games played by a left wing when he appeared in, in the 1,541st game of his career. Unfortunately, they lost... Three to two versus the Ottawa Senators that day. Oh, beautiful. 
All right, I got. I'll round this one off real quick, and then we can uh, get out, get a moving here. Uh, December twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. Patrick Wall won his four hundred twenty fourth game to pass Tony Ep- Esposito for the third place on on the all time list. And anyone want to venture to guess who scored the overtime goal? Oh, oh God! Oh, what year is this? Nineteen ninety nine. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Uh, he was on our podcast once. <laughs> oh, hey, Duke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Milan Hayden scores nice. uh, with one minute thirty six six seconds of overtime. That guy had a lot of game winning goals too. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's move it on. Uh, Callie, 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 thank you so much again for being on our uh, podcast. We, uh, we we got a lot to talk about. So, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we like to discover all interesting new perspectives of ice hockey. So um, let's start with background. Um, you know, um, A, you know, uh, how'd you get into hockey? And uh, B, uh, just... Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, yeah. So, I grew up in Northern California, Truckee, California, actually, um, which is just outside of Tahoe, but nobody knows where it is. So, normally, you have to say where the Donner Party ate each other. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a place that was known for cannibalism, I guess. I don't know. Um so, you know, we had frozen ponds and frozen lakes. So I started skating pretty young. Um, and then I got into skiing and snowboarding around two. Um, and then, you know, the Mighty Ducks came around and it made hockey that much cooler. So a lot more rinks down where I was opened up so we could actually like start to play and like learn how to play. So, yeah. And then I ended up wanting to play really bad but my mom was like you have to choose a sport and at the time I was an avid snowboarder um I was semi-pro at that time so I decided that I'd rather make more money by snowboarding because <laughs> um, nice. chick hockey players weren't making very much at that time because um, I have to date myself because I'm older too so um <laughs> uh so then I ended up getting a bunch of concussions at the eight before the age of 16 and had to quit snowboarding completely. Um, I still do it now, but definitely not professionally or competitively anymore. Um, I was a big park rider, so I hit rails and stuff. And back then you didn't have to wear a helmet. So it was kind of like only kooks wore helmets back then. So it was a little different. And then I ended up getting into radio and I fell in love with it and wanted to be an MTV VJ so bad. That was- <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was what I wanted so bad. And then, uh, you know, MTV. Did you died. do one of the audition tapes? Because they always did those contests, I remember. I did. And nice. I was going to be on the next season. And then. They ended up not doing it. <laughs> no, you got so close. I know. Really? <laughs> it was so sad. It was devastating. Um, so then I ended up finding that 
I was good at being a trainer um, after many, many years of hating working out in the gym um, and hating my own body. (laughs) So then I finally found fitness. I found weightlifting and I became a power lifter. And that changed my whole outlook on fitness and life in general. Um, I really like pushing my body to the limit as pornographic as that sounds. <laughs> hey, we all, hey, you know, we all like to push our bodies to the limit every now and then. Normally for me, it's drinking as much vodka as I can possibly drink in one night. But hey, working out is another oh, way to go about it. I mean, everybody's got their things for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for I'm punishment. pretty heavily tattooed. So, I mean... I definitely enjoy pain, so um, I think anything I can do to get my body, I mean, it's really, it's the endorphins, it's the rush, right? We all enjoy that, that's why we all play hockey. Um, (laughs) It's that, you know, setting your soul on fire type of feeling. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, I I couldn't agree more. um, Bryce, I know you got, I know you got some questions that you want to ask here, Uh, what you got there, bud? Oh, yeah, just, you know, just hearing, you know, everything you just kind of said just now, um, a lot of it is awesome. A lot of it's crazy. And I think a crazy thing is, too, is being a goalie, right? Being a goalie is one of the craziest things I've I've literally ev- ever seen someone do. Like, the idea of having somebody shoot a puck that's over 100-plus miles an hour at you and taking that is kind of crazy. And there's a lot of, you know, I think – physical involvement with that and I think there's a lot of you know a lot of mental involvement with that so just tell me a little bit about why you wanted to be a goalie in the first place uh actually that's how I I met a bunch of my friends is we all got into um the ducks have the goals down here and the goals have a learn to play for adults that's free and they have it for kids too um so all of us started learning how to play you know you have three days on the ice they teach you like basic start stop and that's pretty much it and then you learn how to scrimmage and then you're just on a team (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we all got into it that way and I ended up being one of the better skaters because I've been skating since I was younger and then uh so it just turned out that they were like if you want to try being a goalie you normally you have to be one of the better skaters in order to be a goalie so I was like sure I'll give it a shot and then I got in goal and I met my first goalie coach and I fell in love with it. I just, I finally felt home and like where I could just let my freak flag fly, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I mean, I played goalie as a kid at, in soccer. So I think I've always had like that screw loose in order to be a, a goalie. <laughs> right. Um, but I, for some reason, I feel safer in goal than I do skating out, but it sounds weird, but in my head, it feels safer. <laughs> and you said that being a goalie is like one of the you know, important parts of the game in terms of skating. Would you mind elaborating on that just a little bit on you know, the skating piece of that? Why it's so important as a goalie? Uh, yeah. So as a goalie, I mean, you have to know your edges, you know, how you have to be able to 
for lack of a better term, get your ass back in the in the crease as fast as possible. But you also have to ha- have enough peripherals and edges in order to get back there. Um, for right. sure. It's, it's definitely, we call it a man maker where I live because we do pickup games that are an hour and a half to two hours long. So, you know, you're just getting hammered the whole time. So it's, <laughs> it's really like, who can actually withstand this? Because, you know, it's not like you get 15 minutes of play and then a break, you know, like, it's like they're, you know, you're playing against better players normally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially in pickup games, I mean, you have no idea how long you're going to be out there anyway, so, and I mean, it's not like, uh, just like you said, you can, you know, switch out for a little bit and say, oh, yeah, I can take a breather, like, you, yeah, yeah, you goalies are out there the entire time just getting a barrage of pucks all day. Yeah. Callie, I... Go ahead. I I imagine from your background, um, being semi-pro in snowboarding and there's a competitive edge there to go with that uh, screw loose attitude that you have to have. And I'm sure what you were talking about with skating also from being a skier myself and playing hockey, I, I recognize and appreciate just growing up on the slopes to be able to have some kind of like lower body balance and translation of what edges even are to help me get accustomed to hockey when I got into it. But I also know that you're, despite like that intensity and the grueling aspect of it, you like to take things zen and relaxed and, (laughs) you know, part of getting prepared for the next game of battle um, is to be relaxed and um, um, mentally relaxed. So how do you prepare for when you're playing this all comes back to after I had been told that if I continued life the way that I was that I was going to either die or be paralyzed um so my original doctor had told me that I should look into yoga and at the time at being 16 I was like this is dumb um because I've always been a tomboy and I always want to keep up with the boys like that's just been my thing since I've been super young uh (laughs) I don't know if it's probably part of the screw that's loose too I don't know but uh I went to my first yoga class and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And like, I couldn't handle the way the lady was talking. Um, So finally I ended up finding a male instructor who was a snowboarder friend of mine. um, And he taught me a different way. And that's kind of what I, because I've become a yoga instructor myself. um, I taught myself new ways to think about it. And I've brought that to my clients and to my my you know teammates um so really it's it's out it's all about meditation and becoming you know getting out of your own head and I think that that's the best thing that I like about being playing hockey and being a goalie is like getting out on the ice like I literally get to forget all of the things that are going on in my life I get to forget about if I'm the prettiest girl on the ice, I get to forget about like, oh, does my makeup look good? Like, I don't wear makeup, but stuff like that. Like, you know, like, I don't have to worry about any of that. All I have to worry about is that play at that time and just stopping pucks. Like, 
it's kind of nice. <laughs> so even in that, I mean, it's it's almost like you know, it's it's a, a when you're in net, it's almost like your own uh, another version of meditation. Yeah, I would get, I consider it my you know my brain off time because really I don't have to think about anything else that's going in, on in my life. I have to focus on what's going on in that minute to two minutes you know to those 15 minutes that I'm in the net that's all I can think about right so I can't I get to shut off my brain <laughs> yeah I and I think I think all of us can agree as well like hopping out on the ice really does make so much uh I mean is just a, a whole nother world a whole nother universe that we all can kind of like fly off into to you know to you know just like you said kind of throw all that other, you know, maybe um, uh, just other shit that, uh, in life aside for at least like an hour or two, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. It's almost like riding a bike for the first time or just being able to just glide as a superpower almost. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Callie, I want to kind of ask you, like, you're talking about, like, doing the yoga and you know, getting that mental aspect, like, in your game, like, what do you do to kind of prep yourself, like, physically and mentally just yourself? Because as we all know, goalies have a few screws loose in their head, as you just said. Um, (laughs) But they have their own, like, little weird quirks that they have before the game, mentally and physically, that they have to do. And I was wondering what yours were. I I mean, mobility, I think all – goalies and all and trainers instructors whatever like uh, maria mountain who's one of the bigger ones for goalie training um she agrees that mobility and and being mobile before you even hit the ice is one of the most important things so normally i have a stretching routine that i do before and after but be- like before bed and in the morning um just to make sure that my body is you know performing correctly um just because i do have I've hurt my, I've had injuries. So, um, that's always a big one on the ice. It's always, I had, you know, it's always stretch. Like you do a couple laps first and then get the muscles warm and then it's stretching. I'd rather stretch for me than take shots. Um, just because I'd rather make sure that my body's feeling good before I even need to take shots. But like, I know that taking shots is important, but if I'm in a pinch for time, um, that's definitely one of the bigger ones. Um, I think we all have weird shit though. Like I have to put on my right side first. Um, <laughs> I tape the toe of my stick. Like I tape the toe of my stick and then do heel to toe. Like that's been a big question that's been asked a lot. <laughs> Is that most like there's a lot of weird goalies that do toe to heel tape jobs. So I think it's just we're weird and it's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious that you put on right to left. I actually put, I used to put on left to right. That's a, uh, that's actually kind of cool to hear. Cause <laughs> I, I, for, I don't know. It was, it was always a thing for me. It's always left skate, right skate, or even left leg first in the jock. I mean, it was that down to a science for me. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only like kind of weird one. So that's awesome. I, I really dig that. Um, so uh, there's uh, so uh, style wise, uh, where you know uh, I've heard you've got uh, like a bit of a uh, like an interesting uh, goalie style. Can you 
can you kind of take us through like how, uh, how where you learned it, how, like what kind of your what your styles like? Uh, well, so I only played for one day as a goalie before I ended up deciding that I wanted to be a goalie. So I signed up with my, I found a coach, um, who he's the teeniest little guy, but he is so fast and so good at what he does that he makes up for his size with his speed. Um, he just taught me how to like, he taught me butterflies and T pushes and like just made it abundantly clear that because we're little, we have to be that much faster and that much quicker. Like we can't rely on our size and just flopping on the puck in order to be an adequate goalie. Um, so it was, it's been a lot of learning, should I say, to like know when to butterfly, know when to push, know when you need to T push, know when, you know, all that stuff has become very, it's become second nature, but it, it definitely took time to get there. <laughs> um, so I would definitely say that I am a more logical goalie because I can't rely on my size. Yeah, kind of like a you know like a Darren Pang or uh, you know Dominic Kashuk, but I mean uh, I mean nobody's style is really going to be like Dominic Kashuk. But I mean, no. You look back, you look <laughs> yeah you you look back at you know uh, Darren Pang playing. I mean, he's a small guy, but I mean. He still got. He was uh, still well versed in the net. Uh, do you think yeah. that, like, uh, do you think that just because you know you're a small, uh, like, smaller person, do you think that actually made you um, a bit better of a goalie to maybe uh, have to, you know, maybe learn a little bit more things that a, like, a bigger goalie wouldn't uh, really necessarily have to rely on. Oh, 100 percent. I feel like I had to release. I had to dive in hard that I didn't realize like a lot of my friends, like they go once in a while where like if there's ice time, I'm there and I'm, I'm taking shots or I'm work. I bring my own cones and I'm practicing myself and like practicing because I am, I'm a five, four girl with a 26 inch seam. Like I have teeny tiny legs, so I have to work twice as hard. <laughs> you know, I have to I mean, I've done a bunch of, like, classes and, like, training camps with, you know, 10 and under little kids. And, like, just because I'm, like, I got to get better, so. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. Because, I mean, yeah, uh, like, uh, you get to learn more stuff and you have more uh, tr uh, uh, tricks you can pull out in a, in a pen. So, I think that's great. I agree with that 100%. And, uh I just want to ask you, um, just for the goalies and our listeners who are goalies that are listening right now, you know, are there any specific exercises or stretches you do before practices or games that will give oh. benefit to any goalies listening right now? But also, is there a mental health side to this? As a goalie, you take a lot of dependence on teammates, but what happens when you happen to let go of that big goal? or you have that moment before a big game, what do you go through mentally to help you prepare for games? Oh, yeah. Um, the biggest one for stretching is um, our adductors or our groin muscles um, tend to get pulled a lot more because we're straining them. So I always suggest um, a good 
you know, groin stretch. Um, they call it a frog in yoga, but I call it a stripper stretch because your feet are out to the side and your ass is up in the air. I mean, you see all the goalies do it. It's, <laughs> it's like you're twerking. Yeah. <laughs> like your feet are like spread out as far as you can go. <laughs> it just makes your butt like flare up so it can look kind of hookery or strippery, I should say. Um <laughs> that one's always a good one. Uh I you know, I definitely am a strong believer in anything pigeon pose. I think that it's great for everybody. Uh it's just getting your legs more mobile and moving you know it's getting that fluid into your into your tendons and stuff that it's so important because that's what happens when we hyperextend stuff is it wasn't prepared for it so those are always great ones um I always suggest like some sort of warm-up you know like butt kicks or something just to warm your muscles up before you put yourself in your pads um (laughs) running into the rink if you're late i don't know (laughs) what about the mental what about the mental piece of the game being a goalie um mentally i am already a perfectionist and super competitive so anytime a goal goes into you know i miss a goal or any of that like i i definitely punish myself it's definitely one of those I think most goalies do. Um, but then I had my trainer, Dave, who is from um, Toronto. He came down and he did a, a camp and it was one of those ones with the little kids. And he beat it into us that like whatever happens on the ice, you have to let it go all the time. Like he gave us tons of like, it's going to sound silly, but like affirmations that like, you know, like I am better than this game. Like, Stuff like that just so that you can turn off your brain right away um, because you're going to fuck up the rest of the game if you keep dwelling on the ones that you missed, right? So, like, Gretzky says you're going to miss 100% of the goals you never do, never shoot, right? And the goalies are going to miss 100% of goals that they're thinking about that they already lost. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. That. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean – you touched on Gretzky there a second and he is my favorite player as mentioned. And I understand that you had a bump in with the guy at one time. Is that true? And if so, uh, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So um, growing up in Tahoe, a lot of the, you, I run it, you, you tend to run into a lot of hockey players. It seems to be a vacation destination, even in the winter. I used to always go singles when I was snowboarding or skiing as a kid, just because it was easier for me and my parents to go snowboard or skiing or snowboarding together. So it helps you get up the lift faster. Um, So one day I was single by myself and there was a family um, on the chairlift already. And so I just sat down next to him and like, you know, I was young, (laughs) so I had no idea. So I was just sitting on the chairlift and he started talking to me. And I immediately, he had a Canadian accent and I couldn't, and I was just blown away. And I, I just, cause the questions he was asking me and it was just like, like he asked me how long I'd been skiing, but like, it was just like, it was a accent that I hadn't heard before. So I was just like dumbfounded by it. <laughs> and, then I, and then I got off the chairlift and my dad was already waiting for me and he 
looks at me and he is just like, that is the greatest hockey player of all time. And he's just like, you should, you like, you need to know who he is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You need to understand what just happened to you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you just got like, you just had the best experience that nobody else is going to ever get to have. And you just were nonchalant about it. <laughs> Basically oh, touched sweet. by an angel. It's beautiful. This <laughs> <laughs> is like you—you you realize only like about like five million Canadians were probably would probably just love uh, elated to be in that spot right at that at that moment, and you're just like, yeah, he's a nice Canadian guy. It's like, it's all good. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Gretzky is sitting there looking at this little girl who's looking back at him with this like face of awe, but it's actually just because it's because of an accent she hasn't heard before, not because he's the most famous hockey player of all time. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's cool>. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like we ended up seeing him later on and like in like the lodge or whatever, and it was just like everybody was crowding around like you know like I feel like it was a different time also when I was younger like for us it was just hockey wasn't as big then so it was also like he had like maybe five or ten people like trying to get like an autograph we're now like you know people would be stalking him the whole time <laughs> yeah that's oh yeah the <laughs> biggest differences about growing up and seeing your idols like still before social media there was no way for someone to tweet out that they were there so it was only yeah. going to be those people that were going to have that experience so it was like bonded for life through that hey were you at the chalet in tahoe back in 93 when we ran into the great one you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i met you back there I'm, i don't know if you know it but i know it Who's Gretz? Oh, you mean Wayne? Yeah, we know Wayne. Yeah, we go skiing yeah. with him in Tahoe. Oh yeah, yeah we're guy. friendly. We're friendly. So no, that's, that's, we're, that's li awesome. we're lift buddies. Yeah, we're lift buddies. <laughs> but no, you're right. You know, definitely. Uh, well, back then, you, uh, I mean, was this uh, pre Mighty Ducks or post Mighty Ducks? It was pre Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah, so you're definitely so, uh, you're you're talking like, you know, Northern Cal uh, California. I mean, he was probably gotta, playing for the Kings at that time. Probably just then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not impressed. They're the Kings. Whatever. <laughs> he's uh he's a Ducks fan, so he, he, it's yeah. not go, anything Kings is not going to go over well with him. No, the only he's... thing. The only thing Kings that I have is a Burger King jersey, and I'm not even going to don that thing on my body. I'm upset that I even have it in my closet, but I still have one. <laughs> but, um, no, um, just uh, even getting into the goalie position, what uh, is kind of like the players that you like to watch in the NHL and even in, like, the women's league, uh, even, like, the women's uh, Olympic team and uh, stuff like that? Um what are your favorite players to watch on the women's side and even, like, the professionals? Shannon uh, Zabados is probably my – she's, like, the goat for all women goalies, I feel like. <laughs> oh, no, uh, she's up there. Yeah, I'll agree to that. Yeah, I was going to uh, say you're probably not wrong. 
I've been watching her for a long time, and like I actually uh, was going to go see her playing on shit. Was it the Buttes? One of you know the the minor minor league hockey teams, but that she was like one of the first female goalies on. Um, it was just cool to have her break through that, you know, because like when I was a kid, like even snowboarding, like it was unheard of to have girls even be any good you know like we were still not making it into the x games on our own like so it's just cool to see girls just breaking shit like that um and she's just fucking good she is she's she's a nightmare um but (laughs) but for NHL goalies, I think I just like to watch all of them. Um, they all have their quirks and weird shit. Um, but like everybody has different things. Like for me, like I am definitely a Sharks fan and we have had excellent goalies and then we've had not so great ones. And <laughs> um but like agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but like Urbe was fun to watch and Nabby was amazing to watch. And nowadays, yeah. like, as much as I fucking loathe them, um, sorry, Molly, uh, the Ducks, but Miller is incredible <laughs> to watch. <laughs> and Gibson has yep. been one of the more fun ones because he he's a strategic player. Um, where, like, for me, like, Quick, who I fucking loathe, but he is an aggressive <laughs> He's an aggressive goalie, and it is cool to watch him get so far out. of Like, he makes impressive saves because he's so aggressive. Like, it's not because – it's normally because he's out of place is the reason why he has to make these incredible saves because he plays so far out of the crease that normally he has to haul ass to get back. So that's why he makes incredible saves. And that's normally what people see are the the people that make the incredible saves more than the people that are just – fucking good at the game you know like ah flurry is just good at the game and i fucking hate it (laughs) (laughs) it's easier to like him when he wasn't playing for vegas right no because he still was took us out as a penguin so it's just all bad that's right that's right All right, so uh, what do you think of the goaltending now? I mean, you got uh, you guys just acquired Devin Dubnik. What uh, what's your scouting report on the oh, Dubs? That's true. I am hopeful. <laughs> um, it's definitely not getting Staylock back, which breaks my heart. But uh, I definitely, I think he's an aggressive player, and I think that he definitely has more of a want to win than Jones does. So we'll see how it goes. I, I got to say, I, if, uh, if I was you, I would definitely, uh, I definitely stay with Staylock instead of Dubnik. I'm just going to say <laughs> right now, I think Dubnik is too much of a head case. Well, I right. think that's all goalies. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but he gets in he, like, uh, we well, so we're we're uh, like uh, most of us are like abs fans so uh uh we've we've seen do uh we've played doomnik so many times that like uh we've uh, i i just i just think he gets way too much in his head i think it 
just like kind of what you were saying earlier is that you know well uh, what 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 you try to do is uh, uh to really try and forget about maybe that one goal or whatever yeah. but i just i don't think dubnik has the actual uh the uh maybe the know-how or the you know the skills to kind of forget about it so that's just uh that's my opinion on uh dubnik well the one problem with being a a high-paid nhl goalie is that you miss a play you're fucked and that's <laughs> that's your salary on the line so <laughs> that's normally a trade date <laughs> so i can right. understand why it's a little bigger <laughs> Very good call. Very. Uh, I mean, I see it. I, I. I feel it. Speaking of which, Bryce, I believe you had a question about uh, hashtag I uh, lift the mask. Bryce, you're right. on mute, buddy. <laughs> we didn't want to hear you, anyways. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Bryce, Bryce. I'm just gonna sand it. Is she? Is what she said? Just full sand. Um, yeah, no, I do have a question. Jeez. <laughs> let me, let me at least take the fucking mute button off before you say anything. Um, but no, yeah, I do, have a, I do, I did. I did have a question about that. Um, you know, just in terms of what's been going on just lately in the world, you know, how important mental health is. Um, it doesn't matter if you have an issue going on, but just speak upon of what Lift the Mask is and going upon of getting help for your mental health as just as an athlete just kind of speak upon that for us if you can of course um so lift the mask is a part of the goalie guild um justin is the owner the sorry the founder and is an amazing human being um i found him through just because i've been struggling with my mental health ever since I was told at 16 that I wasn't supposed to snowboard anymore. Um, I think we all go through some sort of that. Um, doesn't matter really how it happens, if it's injuries or, you know, being told by a scout that you're just not good enough. I don't know how it goes, but being told that something you worked your whole life for and what you built your life around and then having one day be told that that's not your identity anymore is definitely something that is, it's hard to overcome. It's, it's really like dealing with the loss of a person, you know? So I've been going to therapy for a, a while now. And at the time I used to think of it as that I was a weak person and that, you know, being a tomboy, I always wanted to keep up with everybody. And that was showing my emotions and making me into this weak girl. So for me, it was, it was one of those things that I had to come to terms with. And, um, now I don't know what I would do without it because there's dark thoughts, I think for everybody. Um, especially now when we're so closed off and so far away from people that it's so hard to come back from your own personal thoughts, just because we're in, you know, we're with ourselves 24 seven, right? Like, you don't get a break from your own mind. So it's nice to have somebody be able to help you kind of sift through the pieces. Um, so with Lift the Mask, we help goalies in particular, which there's other great foundations that help with all players. Um, but 
we specifically, they specifically look for goalie assistance, but we help pay for any mental health services that you may need. So um, for some goalies, it's finding a therapist. For some people, it's finding, you know, a group. And for other people, it might be, you know, a getting it back in the gym and finding somebody else that way. Um, So it's pretty much finding the way to kind of unravel what we consistently are telling ourselves every day. Um, So it's kind of a nice way to get out of the dark space that we're all in. And um, we're seeing an uptick with it with, you know, the youth coming in because they've had social media their whole lives. Um, so you can't really get away from the bullying or, you know, trolling as it is. So it's working on everything, you know, so (laughs) I'm getting kind of emotional, but, uh, it's one of those things that like people are so afraid that it's going to make it so that you're like I was where it's demasculating or it makes you look weak and like really getting help is one of the biggest things that we can do. Um, I work with vets too. So I've worked with tons of people with PTSD and helping them get out of their own heads too. Um, it's one of these things that we, it's underutilized and underappreciated. And I think, and finally, I think it's becoming a big thing. Um, it's made its way into the NHL now where most of the goalies have a hashtag same here. Um, because we've all been there. We all know what you're going through. No, exactly. And I and I uh, <laughs> 100% agree with what you said there, all of it. I mean, even even if you don't have a problem, um, I would advise anybody to go get some help and just talk to somebody. But as an athlete, I can definitely understand where, you know, um, there's certain aspects of a sport that can be pretty hard to handle, whether it's if it's you want to do on your own. Or by yourself, you always have help. And so I think what you're doing right now is a great advocacy for not only um, people, but hockey and athletes as well. I mean, one of the other big things that we're, I think a lot of athletes are facing nowadays is overtraining. Um, is actually become to the point of where we're actually comparing it to um, bulimia and anorexia is that you know now let me let me ask a question is that is that due to people exercising more than what they should be exercising at or is that a um a um kind of more of a regimen where people are eating or is that more of a workout type of issue it's actually all the above so normally with athletes it's it's overtraining so they're on the ice for you know three to five hours a day and then they're in the gym for another two hours and then they're watching video, right? So like it's constantly going around in their brain. So it's 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 like a drug in a weird way. Um, and then it's also, you know, they're not eating as much because they're on the ice or doing, you know, it's, it's with a lot of sports. They're talking about it in football too, um, that people are doing two days and then their eating is going downhill because they don't want to eat enough because they want to make weight or whatever. Um, one of my friends that works with the UF or not, yeah, UFC, um, they were talking about that, that some of theirs are like, like some of the athletes were only eating apples and training, you know, three to four times a day. Like it's one of these things that's being overlooked because everybody's a paid athlete 
but it's definitely one of the things that's coming in large because it's, it's an addiction. Perfect. And I think, you know, with Ross being back on, you have a segue and a question on kind of the same topic. If uh, Ross, you're back on, you want to ask that. Well, no, I just was going on a thing that's saying that it's just beautiful that you can go and see your own person or therapist and you take those tools and you help other people, may it be vets or whatever, with your um, lift the mask and just helping them, like not in being like kind of your aspects of life, but just kind of twisting it to where it helps them in multiple aspects of everybody else's life. And that's just an awesome thing to just go out and just do that and just to be able to have those tools to make your life just ultimately better. Right. Especially in these trying times, for sure. I mean, that's that's definitely why, you know, Lift the Mask does have ambassadors is because they have, I mean, there's college kids, there's, you know, college athletes, goalie style and there's you know there's pro athletes and there's doctors that are all a part of the advocacy um so you can reach out to any one of them and get help you know or like they can reach out to me and just if you want to talk about something that you're going through like I'm more than willing to listen like everybody gets so shocked that on my Instagram that I'm always responding but it's like that's what I'm here to do like I understand that being in the public eye also means that I do have to have a responsibility of being a role model and also, you know, listening to people when they have to say something. And and that could be just like their only, it could be their last kind of, you know, means of trying to reach out to somebody too. And that can be just fucking huge, dude. And hats off to you for doing that and just being diligent on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Honestly, couldn't agree anymore. I mean, I've done uh, it's. I think we've all been in that situation once or twice in our lives. I mean, where it, it is, uh, it just everybody seems so far away. But it's it's truly not the it's not the truth. You know, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to help. So that's that's an incredible message. I love it. <laughs> I agree. Agree with a hundred percent with everything everyone said just there. <laughs> I Nailed do. It. I do. <laughs> Thanks, Bray. So speak. So speaking. <laughs> uh, so speaking of you know people being there and being a part of the sport, you and uh, another uh, in- Instagram in- influencer, I guess you can call it. I I, I don't know. I don't really like that uh, name. I guess, but uh, you've uh, you've uh, you've gotten to be really good friends with another uh, hockey Instagrammer out there. Um, can you tell tell us a little bit about that? Like, uh, you know, how you guys met and how really the game of hockey has influenced your friendship? Uh, I mean, we started on a team together and uh, she she's another tattooed girl. So normally I always flock to unique women for some reason. Um, but we had that bond already and... Luckily, we had that bond already because her being a Ducks fan really, you know, grinds my gears. But, uh... Oh, easy. Easy. (laughs) From Anaheim. Golly, that hurts. (laughs) Uh, um, Your team's named after a Disney movie, so... That's awesome. At least we have a cup, sister. At least we got a cup, sister. Back Uh... off. 
There's gonna be a fight. Uh, the knuckle puck, though. Yeah, hey, that knuckle puck is gold. <laughs> Got me out of a lot of hairy situations, especially in Nam. I'm kidding. There should be a time to plan a flying V. Yeah, give that a shot. Yeah, that, that was really well. Know, all those all those flying V goals were totally offsides, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you finally noticed, Cody. I'm good. <laughs> I just gotta say, I think that's what bugs me the most about those movies is that like there are so many like actual rules in hockey that would. Uh, I, uh, anyways, back, back to Callie. Callie, go continue. <laughs> oh, okay, just one point. I just can't believe that they let a girl get on there with figure skates and nobody noticed. But anyways. Back <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of noticeable, but whatever. Um, so we actually both found each other, and then we both actually decided that we were going to do hockey-only related Instagrams just because we were kind of annoying our regular friends with our <laughs> hockey-related stuff on our normal pages. So... <laughs> So we wanted to reach our own, you know, weirdos. So we ended up making our own web pages. But um, I think, honestly, that, well, honestly, 100%, I never would have found her without hockey. Um, she is antisocial. So she, I had to force my way into being her friend. Uh, <laughs> so, like... I kept bugging her, and then finally when quarantine hit, like, we we were all we had because luckily we had been around each other so long that it was just, like, we just ended up finding other ways to play hockey. So it created this bond that I don't think is ever going to change um, just because she's, she's my perfect weirdo. Um, she gets my goalie weirdness, and... I think that she needs to be a defenseman so that we can actually, like, we can have that, you know, real bond. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's that's incredible. I mean, uh, I, the only uh, the only reason why, I, like, I've ever met Daniel was because of hockey. And, I mean, oh, that's the only reason why I know Bryce or uh, Rossi, too, is basically from hockey. So I think we can all really speak to that. That I mean, hockey does really cement our friendship in ways that, you know, I don't think anything, any other thing could really do. It's that. like a lifelong club and a lifelong sport that if you happen to play the sport, you just happen to be around that nice round table just based on respect for playing the sport. Yeah. Nope, I uh, 100% agree. Uh, wasn't for hockey, I wouldn't know most of my friends that I actually hang out with still. So here we are 20 years later. I've got new guys that I hang out with and know and love now. So thanks, hockey. <laughs> for me, it's even deeper than that, though. Like, I have met some of my, like, greatest friends, too, just by bumping into people at the Shark Tank or, you know, being a Sharks fan at the pond, like, you end up finding new people that you probably wouldn't have met either. Like I've met people that are high up at like Facebook and Google that are like now my friends 
And it's like, I never would have met them normally. <laughs> well, tell us about that. I mean, have you, have you like worked with somebody lately through maybe yoga or just your exercise regimen, maybe hockey that you really changed a life upon? Where they, where they might have said to you, thank you for doing this for me because I've, I've changed because of it. I mean, I think in general, um, I only do the work that I do because I want to help people get better. Like normally I won't take on clientele that just wants to lose 10 pounds or look good naked because I feel like everybody does look good naked regardless. Um, oh, it's all thank about- you. Kidding. <laughs> it's all about your perception, right? It's all about perspective. It's about how we see each other. And that's one of the biggest things that I tell most of my clients is that you have to love yourself now before you're ever going to see the results that you want to see. So like if you want to see speed and you want to see all that stuff, you have to appreciate your body for all that it does now before you, because even when you get it, you won't ever appreciate it because it's not your, it's that never ending goal. But, uh, I've helped multiple people. Um, I had a player on my team that actually ended up having a stroke and he is now back playing on our team and they were worried that he probably wouldn't be able to walk again. So, I mean, everything can be done. It's just the human mind, which is where you have to start normally is, you know, the will, the will always has a way. I love how you said that. I agree with that 100%. One hundred and honestly, you haven't seen me naked, so don't 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 just generalize too much. But no, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's an incredible answer. You're a perfect creation of your mother and your father, whether you want to believe it or not. Holy (laughs) hell! Have you seen my mother and father? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, it's uh, let's compare now. <laughs> hey, you guys are lucky this video is not on right now. I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we'd be breaking hearts and breaking cameras all around the, yeah, the US today. <laughs> no, yeah, he, easy there. It sounds like being in the locker room. <laughs> Old boss. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The last thing you want to hear about her is Hey, Sonny, is that the guy with the old balls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I love Big Daddy. Uh... <laughs> well, welcome to, uh, welcome to On the Bench with Beats. Where... <laughs> yes, welcome, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the one that said it. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, so, uh, like, yeah. Um, uh, can you can you speak to other you know other people that, like, especially in uh, you've probably been to you know Anaheim's barn and uh, Los Angeles uh, Kings barn. You've probably met Sharks fans there. Is it like, it's? Uh, I mean, I think for uh, for us it's the same. But uh, like, you you just see that see that other person wearing a Sharks jersey and. You know, you just get that like uh, automatic. Yeah, buddy, you and I were in it together. Uh, 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 how do you feel about that? So so far, I have um, only a couple marked off because COVID hit before I could do my trip this year. But uh, I mean, one of my really good friends, he 
is in Florida and I've never met him, but we've become super close over Instagram and stuff. And he has a clothing line that is sharks related only. So it's always been kind of weird because it's like you live in Florida. Like, why the fuck do you like the sharks? And it was just like one of those things where his parents bought him a hat that was a sharks logo and he just rolled with it, you know? Um, so it's just, it's just crazy the camaraderie that you can find even in different cities. Oh, absolutely. So. And I mean, the lucky thing is if you ever get to go down to Florida, I'm sure the game's going to be like 15 bucks for a ticket. <laughs> I mean, right? it, was, it was empty. <laughs> well, I was going to say they might upgrade you just to make it look better on the TV, quote unquote. <laughs> now, they've actually done that with my mom's uh, cousin's husband. He had season tickets and they just kept on putting them down in the lower bowl. <laughs> hey, man, you got to. You got to sell your product. Uh, so, uh, which ones, uh, which, which stadium, uh, stadiums are you most looking forward to going to then? Uh, let's see. I mean, I really want to go to Colorado. That's been a big one. Um, it sounds really weird, but I really want to go to Madison Square Garden. Um, I think that that's one of the ones that's for everybody is a big deal. Um, I've already been to Detroit. That is not weird. Uh, which for Detroit I didn't get to go to to the original but the new one is definitely it's impressive Uh, (laughs) and the weirdest one that I didn't think I would appreciate as much was Columbus like their rink was so much fun and they have they had like beer league hockey on the outside of it so like we got to watch a game before a game it was super cool (laughs) Oh, no, that's awesome. So they just have like a rink right outside of it that you can just that that you walk through. Yeah, like like it's connected to it. So like there's stands and everything. So like it's like a rink within a rink. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you would think at least that would uh, you'd see that in Canada before Columbus. Yeah, I haven't. Been, can't you know anywhere in Canada is my school, but I have never been to Canada. <laughs> Oh, we'll let well. you in. You sound pretty cool. <laughs> ah, yeah. You've got the Canadian okay uh, from our uh, resident Canadian. There we go. I do yeah, love you seem okay. <laughs> it's tougher to tick off a lot of those in Canada in one road trip, though, because we're pretty spread out with our rinks across the country. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the goals I've always had, too. Uh, Cali is to kind of hit up every arena and I've always wanted to try to go when my team was on the same road trip that would like see them on the east coast and not only hit up MSG but the garden and all the other close rinks by there just off like the opportunity you know it seems like a cool way to go to Boston if I have to go to Boston Uh, oh my god Boston was one of my favorite (laughs) places ever oh cool (laughs) Nice. <laughs> and 100%, I will tell you this from my experience, they chirp a lot, but it definitely wasn't as bad. The worst experience at a rink I've had so far was at Staples. Like, they are the most horrific. Oh, burn that place to the ground. They're the most horrific <laughs> fan base when you're an opposing team. But, oh, like, yeah. a rivalry team. I like... feel like it's Philadelphia. 
I don't know. I went to the Penn Stadium when I went up to the hall and saw a game at the Air Canada Center at the time. But yeah, went and saw one in the PPG Center. They were terrible. I was just barely cheering for the Sabres and four fans just up and left. And the game wasn't even like halfway over just because I was behind them cheering for the Sabres. <laughs> but the Flyers fans, as long as... De- that's the Hawks there, buddy. <laughs> that was a, that's a Flyers. No, that is not. No, that's Blackhawks, <laughs> my sure? friend. Yeah, positive. I'm, I, I'm not even positive. I am a, yeah. Either way, they both suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. wow! Nice chirp, bud. Nice chirp. That'll that'll get you on the uh. The, the the thing that I like sure. is when you're uh, trying to get playoff tickets, and some teams are savvy enough to prevent uh, zip codes from outside of the city being. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. Hawks fans couldn't go to series games against St. Louis because they St. Louis was like, no, screw Hawks fans. You guys are dicks all the time we're not letting you come down here yeah we got enough people in our fan base to fill the stadium so (laughs) it's kind of funny when like the the franchises play games like that (laughs) it's like no we don't need your fans no we're gonna be fine (laughs) you stay away we hate you you gotta it's a little bit of games been shit man you gotta win the cup somehow right yeah 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Colorado, if you ever want to, I know Cody probably be down. I'm down. We've got season tickets, so I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You gotta plus you gotta you gotta sign our uh, on the bench with Beaks banner. We like to have that's, everybody. Uh, that's true. Is on the show. Sign that's the true. Banner, so. <laughs> well, and, and unless they but, tell us no, my team is supposed to be headed up there for the Paps Pond Hockey. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do that too. Have you done it before? No, I have not. Oh, uh, me either. I was really looking forward to doing it this year too. Before. Where is it located, that guys? Uh, it's in Evergreen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is. They have. Well, last year they put up boards around, so you, you have like these half sheets of ice that are pretty much pond hockey. So you can play pond hockey there. You can skate around. You can do whatever you want to. Figure skate. It's pretty cool. It's also a fun party. <laughs> it is a fun party. I mean, that's normally why you go oh to God. tournaments. <laughs> oh, there's there's a way higher likelihood that I can have a good time partying than I, that I'm going to win a game. So I, I put my goals in the right places, and then I'm never disappointed. It sounds like you, you oh, could well, be talking well, hockey or you could be talking about a bedroom. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, we, like, what, what if I'm talking about both? 50-50. You got it. The way she goes, bud. It, you, hey, I've got good It might be a water it. bed. <laughs> Oh God! Well, Eight all boys calls. have good stick handling. They've had a lot of practice. Jesus! <laughs> oh yeah. As long as you have balance, right? <laughs> That's what it's all about. Good stick sure, handling you've only and, been uh, playing you know, hockey drive. a few years. Your chirping degree is very good. 
Right. Yeah, oh, it's up there. Walking God. Walking Kings, it's the best. <laughs> you forgot. I liked hanging out with boys my whole life. I've learned real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good point. But sometimes, and also sometimes when they have their stick handling skills, they become ambidextrous. I mean, there Most you go. Most are. Most are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not talk about holding the stick quiet. What I want to say is things for doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anytime. Well, yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, this has been a great, uh, this has been a great time. Thank you so much for, uh, for hanging out with us and you know chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, before we sign off here, uh, do you wanna, do you wanna give any shout outs to anyone, or you wanna plug some, uh, plug some social media or anything like of that? Of course. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. Um, so you can find me at Teeny Tendy on Instagram or my personal training one is Coach California. And then um, shout out to Bender Butte. I love her. I'm bummed that she won't come on, but um, she's a good human and you should follow her too. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's just start our shout outs real quick. Uh, Ross, what do you got first? Well, um... Uh, once again, the fans and, uh, you know, friends, family. Um, also, thank you, Callie, for coming on. It was fun talking to you. Um, also want to kind of mention with uh, some of my friends out in California, you do have a your training company, and the website is uh, fitbycalifornia.com. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to check her out, get some training in or some rehab, do it, do it. So, yeah. and um, also my beer nation and dog nation. I'd like to say thanks. We got Daniel. Um, just want to say thank you to um Callie for coming on, of course, and uh, sharing your stories and telling us more about um, the initiatives that you're behind. Um, I think they're all very important, and it was great to talk to you about both the physical and mental sides of hockey so much. So. I also want to give a big shout out to our listeners. We really appreciate all of your support. Um, you know where to find us on social media and to our sponsors as always. So thanks so much. What you got, Bryce? Uh, Unmute Callie. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we are good here. No, Callie, thank you so much for hopping on and having your input, especially on the sport of hockey um being a fit person and of course mental health um big shout out to my friends family my bear nation dog nation as usual thanks again for hopping on cali appreciate it yeah yeah uh i mean that says it thank you so much cali we had a so so much fun and uh hopefully we can have you back here soon and Thank you to hashtag lift the mask for all they're doing oh, yeah. with, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, mental health and thank you to everybody who tunes in every week. So without further ado, the horse. Abiento. Salute. Abiduzen. And that's a wrap. Try the damn thing, see what happens.